Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's six minutes past six o'clock here on Political Coffee. Yes, I sound a little different today because I am without power. So I'm doing this over the cell phone. We'll do the show today as normal. We have no guests today. Lots to talk about. Nonetheless, 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am. Or Jeff at KSLM.news. And I will try to uh, look at them. Uh, it'll be somewhat difficult to do that uh, just because doing all of this off of my cell phone. So... By the way, the reason that I'm without power is uh, even though I have a tractor with a big generator on it, uh, it failed about 4.30 this morning. The Not the tractor, not the generator, but my 50-amp breaker in my panel that I have to turn on, that ex- and I turn off the power coming from the, uh, the non-existent power coming out of the power lines right now, they're still working on that out here in the country where we broadcast this show. So I don't have any power with the normal power line, so I click off. And those of you who have backup power know exactly what I'm talking about here. I click off the power that comes in from the power line, and I click on the power, the breaker, that receives the power from my generator on the back of the tractor. Well, that breaker failed on me this morning about 4.30. So that's why we're doing it this way. So if I'm a little bit clumsy today, you know why. At any rate, as we say in the show business, the show must go on. So we're going on. So let me ask you this. Um, Will it make any difference that the Ministry of Truth issue has made national news now once again. The Daily Caller has a story about that today. I want to get into that a little bit. They sort of allude to us radio talk show hosts as being a part of the federal lawsuit. And we have asked, by the way, the state of Oregon to provide us with certain documentation and to depose one of the major individuals at the Secretary of State's office that is responsible for this whole kerfluffle, this whole unconstitutional infringement on our First Amendment rights. Wait, we ask nicely, and the state refused. So now we're asking not so nicely. Using the processes, we're asking the court to compel, through a subpoena, this Secretary of State's employee to be deposed by us as we begin the process of discovery. We've also asked for a temporary injunction against the Ministry of Truth being implemented. Now there's lots going on here and there's lots of proof that the Secretary of State 
in spite of their denials and in spite of this third party UK based company that is using AI and there's lots of news about AI out there, by the way, is using AI to monitor our social media, but it doesn't stop there. And how that the secretary of state's office has already taken in the 2022 election has already taken action to counter and limit our free speech. We're going to get into that. Also, let me ask you this question. Left wing, there's a gateway pundit story about a New York Times interview with a radical far left climate activist. And in this interview, the New York Times writes, this guy endorses blowing up pipelines and admits that people could be killed. And that's okay with this activist. Now, we have people rotting in the Washington, D.C. gulag, uh, J6ers who have been there for over three years, some of them without even a hearing on their charges for three years, being denied bails, bail. We have J6ers in the gulag, sitting in prison, having not yet been convicted, having not yet had a speedy trial as the Constitution demands. We have people sitting in the D.C. gulag system for the crime of having walked into the U.S. Capitol. Some of them having been arrested for not even having walked into the U.S. Capitol, just being on the Capitol grounds. Some of them are still being arrested by the FBI, which is more concerned about J6ers walking into the Capitol building, some of them because the police let them in, as the videos show. They're more concerned about that than they are the terrorists coming across the southern border. You know, the ones that we know have been caught on the terrorism watch list. They're more concerned about parents standing up and voicing complaints about diversity, equity, inclusion about transgender teaching at school board meetings, about pornographic books in the school library. Yeah, the FBI is more concerned about those parents standing up and voicing their opinions and being called domestic terrorists. They're more concerned about that than they are a left-wing climate activist who endorses blowing up pipelines in this New York Times interview and admits that people could be killed. Now, which do you think is more dangerous in true reality? Hmm? Common sense tells us which. That's not how the FBI is operating, folks. This is why when Donald Trump gets elected, if they have not tried to assassinate him, if they have not yet engaged in a military coup. There's a story about that, how the deep state is, in fact, is planning 
They're admitting it. They're open about it, folks. The deep state is planning, quite literally, a military coup if Trump is elected. The military is planning. By the way, in another story here, it's a coin six story, and it relates to a a great cartoon. And thanks, Freddie, for sending me the great cartoon. <laughs> about a, an electric car that's plugged into the base of, you know, a wind turbine. Wind turbine has icicles on it. The wind turbine is not running. And Jim had sent me, by the way, one of our listeners, a um, picture of the solar panels on top of either his house or a neighbor's house, covered with snow, not producing any electricity here in Oregon. The point is that the cartoon that Freddie sent me, and let me find it here so I have it, so I can accurately describe it. It is just hilarious. And I mean, absolutely hilarious. I just got to find it here. I got so many emails yesterday. Uh, well, I'm not seeing it. At any rate, um, basically the person is picking up the phone and calling somebody saying, now what do I do? I'm out of charge. It's hilarious. And it's absolutely truthful. 100% truthful. Because right now, there's a number of stories out there, and I have them on my show plan on, my, on the phone. There's a Breitbart story about a poll, a poll that was taken that says 65% of Americans are unlikely to buy electric cars as they strand drivers in the winter freeze. And the Coin 6 story is a companion story. Here's what it says. It says, how long will your EV driving range last with the cold temperatures? Here's what AAA found. Ah, Curtis sent this to me. Curtis, thank you. <laughs> Here, here's, uh, sorry, it, it wasn't Freddie. Freddie sent me some other stuff that was really funny, having related to EV cars. Curtis sent this to me. It is the, the cartoon of this guy plugged in with his EV to a charger at the base of a frozen wind turbine. And he's calling somebody on his cell phone and he's saying, yes, it's plugged in. Now what? <laughs> well, that's perfectly, and thanks, Curtis, I appreciate that, perfectly describes the issue in the Coin 6 story. How long will your EV driving range last with, with the cold temps? Here's what AAA found. And subheadline is, Oregon is among the states with the most electric vehicle owners. Here's what they found. They tested a number of them, BMW, Chevrolet Bolt, the Nissan Leaf, the Tesla S75, and a Volkswagen e-Golf. Here's what they found. That when temperatures are below 20 degrees, they reduce your driving range by, wait for it, 
41%. Why? Because of the HVAC system that's used to heat the interior of your car. As a result, the story says, research has discovered that EV owners spend an additional $25 on charging for every 1,000 miles they drive. Now keep in mind that in Oregon, the leftists that run the Oregon legislature and Kate Brown signed into law a bill, I think it was Kate Brown, it might have been Tina, but that prohibits the sale of new gas-powered vehicles starting in 2035. So in uh, 11 years, folks, it will be illegal in Oregon to buy a new gas-powered car. So AAA says drivers should prepare themselves for all weather conditions. That means trying to figure out are there charging stations within, you know, if my range is going to be cut in half in essence, where do I find a charge or do I get stranded? So this relates to another story that was out there last week. And I just touched on it. But it is now that people are getting electric vehicle anxiety. Why? Because they have to figure out where the charging stations are. And they're getting anxiety because of it, because they might run out of power. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening all across the country in the cold temperatures. Back with more when we come back. It is 6.20 in the morning. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 22 minutes past the top of the hour. In just a moment, quickly, we'll go to the phones. I want to remind you that the... Gun Violence Town Hall in Salem at the Elsinore Theater is tonight. Starts at 6 p.m. And John McDonnell, one of our great Second Amendment believers and practitioners, said, uh, writes an email to Avis that he has both printed tickets and 10 tickets available at the window tonight if people are having trouble getting them online. So John McDonnell has tickets available at the window tonight if you can't get the tickets online. So folks, this is really important that we show up, those of us who strongly believe in the Second Amendment. Show up tonight, 6 p.m. for the Salem Reporter Gun violence town hall. Now, we, we talked with investigative reporter Les Zeitz about that on Monday. So it's tonight, folks, 6 o'clock, Elsinore Theater. If you can't get tickets on, and the tickets are free. If you can't get them online, 
John McDonald will be there. He will have printed tickets, and tickets are available at the window, and I would expect that they would be available at the window under John McDonald's name. By the way, on another subject, you should know that Maine is poised to pass a law for the state to take children away from parents if the parents deny their child gender transition surgeries, therapies. What do you think about that? This bill is proposed in the state of Maine in the legislature that is going to start shortly. What do you think about that? So much for parents' rights. I'm telling you, folks, the U.S. Supreme Court's got to get involved in this at some point. Let's go to the phones. We'll go to Art. Art, good morning. Thanks for hanging on. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, Jeff. Good morning. Hey, guess what? The climate's changing, and I'm yeah. damn glad about it because everything is finally melting. So all of you climate wackos, this has been happening forever, and it will continue to happen. And there's not a dang thing you can do about it. You're not God, period. I'm so sick of this garbage, Jeff. It's ridiculous. Um, but they're convinced, so it, Art. They're absolutely convinced, as much as you and I are convinced, that we, our human actions cannot play God. We cannot change the Earth or the solar cycles or the sun cycles. We can't change any of that because that's up to God. They're just as convinced that we can, and if we don't, we're going to destroy the planet. How do we counter that argument to them? Jeff, the proof is in the pudding, okay? You have to give them examples. Now, let me tell you, I'm praying for all these people who bought those dang electric cars <laughs> that are stuck out there. No, I'm yeah. serious, Jeff, because they... It's true. It, they it, are. It's, well, it is, and it's sad. Okay, and it's all because the left-wing push agendas, and they don't know what the heck they're doing. And guess what, Jeff? You and I both know it. We're suffering for it. Okay? We need to take charge and absolutely mitigate and expose this stuff and give them the proof. And just say, look, we want to work at you at, you know, recycling things, doing the positive things that we can do to change our environment. But we're not going to participate. Yeah. We're not going to participate in things that aren't going to do any good and are detrimental to us as citizens. Now, I can guarantee you, Jeff, that they're, uh, the sales are gonna go down even more on these dang electric cars because of what's going on. 
And they are, and the, and the proof is in the pudding. Art, i got to let you oh, go because yes. I need to move on. You're so right about that. In fact, the sales are already today uh, that are, that are greatly lessening because of this issue. People are worried about the ranges. They're worried about how do you dispose of batteries, the high cost of putting new batteries back in your car or your vehicle. I mean, it's, it's absolutely truthful. Art, thanks. You, you brought it up. We can't do anything about the earth cycles. We have to offer proof, like Art said, of historically why it doesn't matter. What man is doing cannot and will not make any difference. What Oregon is doing will make zero difference in quote-unquote greenhouse gases. Nancy writes an email, by the way, emails again to Jeff at KSLM.news. That is the email that I have available to me today because my computers are down. I'm out of power. I'm doing all of this off of the phone. She writes this. Does anyone hate the thought of being monitored? Wrong-hearted people in power reminds me of England years ago. We all know how that turned out. So many died unjustly before they got smart and came here so people could have freedoms. Folks, uh, we do have an interview coming up. Clay Clark is going to join us uh, in uh, just a moment when we come back from the bottom of the hour break. It's 6 Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Well, good morning, you guys. We are having some technical difficulties. Jeff's actually uh, got disconnected from the call, but I have Clay on the call hello clay good morning how are you i am doing very well thank you for uh pushing through with great persistence uh to make it happen you guys are a first class organization i really do appreciate you guys yes uh, so uh, jeff krupp he had uh his power went out yesterday or this morning at about 4 30 and so um he was going live with his phone but it looks like it disconnected i'm not sure exactly what you guys were going to talk about but let's just wing it here and what do you guys got going on? Well, uh, a couple things. The main three things I wanted to cover for all your wonderful listeners out there today was uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. That's a lot of countries, but BRICS, the BRICS block, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. They are all moving forward without reservation into introducing a new currency, a gold-backed programmable central bank digital currency. And to show momentum, on January 1st, they added uh, Egypt, they added Ethiopia, they added Dubai, uh, they added Saudi Arabia, 
they added uh, Iran. All these countries are now teaming up together to uh, double the size of BRICS. Now, this means that over 60% of the Earth's uh, oil, the fossil fuels, uh, are they, they come from these countries. So the oil, over 60% of the oil exporting countries, uh, the, the largest oil exporting countries are all part of BRICS now. And so their plan is to de-dollarize and to collapse the U.S. dollar. So that's sort of the, I don't know if it's breaking news, but that's very important for everyone out there to understand um, because as you go to the store, you see the cost of things going up. These people are not these people being bricks, they're not focused on making our money worth less. They want to make our money worthless. Right. So what would our, I guess, what would a normal person like me that doesn't know a lot of that stuff that's going on, what would I need to do to prepare for something like this? It's a great question. First thing is the people that are implementing this great reset agenda, they hate people like you. They hate people like me. <laughs> um, they do not want us to be free. So um, in order for you to maintain your financial sovereignty, uh, you know, my wife and I on a very practical level, we go to the grocery store. That's where we go, you know, get groceries. And I'm sure all your listeners go to a grocery store of some kind. But over the past uh, three years, we've really focused on being able to raise uh, our own food through a variety of ways. And uh, it's a big thing to be able to do that, you know. And so I would encourage everybody out there, you really need to stock up on on food uh, resources. Uh, therefore, uh, when there is a hyperinflation where you're talking about $4 per egg, per egg, you know, $4 per egg, um, you don't want to be in a spot where you're trying to pay for that stuff at the grocery store. So I would just say action step number one, I would stock up on on food, um, you know, view it almost as insurance. Uh, one particular, uh, you know, obviously a lot of people have heard about My Patriot Supply, or they mm -hmm. may have heard of Sherwood.tv, uh, Sherwood.tv. These are two options. Um, but, I, you know, I mean, again, we, we, my wife and I, we raise chickens. I mean, this is what we do. I would just encourage people to be thinking that way. Uh, the second thing, and I want to respect any show sponsors that you have, is we need to get off, we need to get out of the fiat currency before it has no value. So these countries are introducing a gold-backed programmable central bank digital currency, a precious metals-based programmable central bank digital currency. So... Uh, silver today, and I, I don't never want to mislead anybody, but the cost of silver per ounce, and again, it changes moment by moment, but the, it's about $23 for an ounce of silver right now. Okay. So I would recommend that everybody out there, you try to get out of the fiat currency to the extent that you and your family can afford and, and get out there and get some precious metals because, again, they're going to try to make our dollar worth just completely worthless. Yeah, I'm feeling that pressure right now. Actually, as a nor just as somebody that's not involved in a lot of the stuff, uh, it's scary. It's really scary. Um, I, it's terrifying, actually. So, um, okay. So, what else do you guys have going on? You have a reawaken tour coming up. It looks like. Yeah, you know our our final reawaken America tour uh, features oh, Alina Abba, President Trump's uh, chief legal advisor, uh, Eric Trump. Uh, General Flynn, uh, Mike Lindell, Cash Patel, Jim Brewer, uh, Roseanne. And I can go on just listing off wonderful speakers, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, Dr. Richard Bartlett. Uh, just so many wonderful patriots are all uh, coming together. We, we met each other, you know, through the lockdowns, quarantines, curfews. We were all pursuing the truth, and that's how I met these folks. But now what we're doing is we're all coming together for the final Reawaken America tour. And the reason why it's the final one, and people out there, your listeners are very educated and informed, so they know this, but a lot of our, our top speakers, you know, Eric Trump or Cash Patel, General Flynn, that kind of thing, they're all going to be out there stumping for Trump. 
You know, they're going to be out there at the Trump rallies. And Trump, uh, a lot of people, uh, I think your listeners know this. I mean, Trump's doing rallies on the daily. He's doing rallies every couple of days. And so a lot of our, our key speakers are going to be joining up with President Donald J. Trump. And the purpose of the Reawaken Tour was to really wake up a largely asleep population to the profundity of these evil atrocities being committed against the American people. And uh, I feel like to a large extent we've done that. And I think that the polling in Iowa showed that at least 52% of conservatives get what's going on. That's why they're standing up and supporting President Trump, despite the false media accusations against the man that America voted for. So I think more and more people are waking up to what's going on. Hey, Clay, it's Jeff. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. Great to hear your voice, friend. Sorry about that. Uh, some technical issues. So I, I wanted to ask you, um, so this is your final event. And again, why don't you tell people where they can go uh, to get tickets or tell others in their world how they can get tickets to attend it? Yeah, and I would encourage everybody to get there. You got enough time here to plan. It's it's in June, June seventh and eighth in Detroit, Michigan. June seventh and eighth in Detroit, Michigan, and uh, we we're calling the final event uh, a kind of a football theme almost. We're calling it the 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 Michigan Mega Bowl. You know the the the, the final game of the NFL season's called, the NFL season's called the Super Bowl. So we're calling this the Michigan Mega Bowl, and the energy behind this event is tremendous. And uh, this will be sold out like every other event. But I would just say there's kind of a reunion for a lot of people who've been to other Reawaken America tour events. A lot of the broadcasters, podcasters, speakers, and attendees, they're all wanting to get out to this final one. So I really think it's going to be a, a fabulous event. But again, the purpose is to expose uh, the World Economic Forum, who currently, as of right now, they are hosting their World Economic Forum uh, Summit right now, where they are discussing disease X. They're talking about disease yeah. X. Which, by the way, yeah. the BBC says they're already working on a vaccine for a virus that does not yet exist called disease X. Uh, so what does that tell us maybe coming at us? Hmm? Well, I, I think what's going to happen is you and I, we're going to be living through um, another World Economic Forum orchestrated um, a, a world a pandemic, or, or I hate to use the word pandemic because yeah. that yeah. implies there was an actual virus that was super deadly, but you get the idea. Scamdemic, pandemic, uh, whatever they call it. And what's going to happen is, is that you and I, we're going to be trying to raise our families. And as we're trying to raise our family, these idiots at the World Economic Forum are going to be talking about how they need to strip us of our medical sovereignty because under their perverse logic, you going to the store puts other people at risk. You going out with your family puts other people at risk. Your kids participating in sports, you attending a wedding, puts other people at risk. And they want to decide who and who can and who cannot go outside. Do you think that this is going to be the, that, that very awareness that we think a lot of people have figured it out now based on the scandemic? Do you think this is going to become a powerful and potent election issue in 2024? Um, I believe that if President Trump uh, chooses to speak about it openly, it will be. I, and I'm not being critical of President Trump because, I mean, he's doing a phenomenal job. I'm just giving uh, my unsolicited advice here. I believe he really needs – President Trump really needs to call out these globalists by name. I mean, you have people like Yuval Noah Harari who was interviewed yes. by MSNBC for one hour and eight minutes. 
You all know her. MSNBC for one hour and eight minutes. And during that one hour and eight minutes, he took jabs at President Trump and President Trump supporters. Klaus Schwab openly talks about President Trump and Trump supporters. I think President Trump needs to name names and frame it as, hey, this is Make America First versus the World Economic Forum. And here's who the people are specifically. Because, you know, a lot of people are uh, uh, standing in line waiting to go to a Buffalo Bills game in the snow. They're, they're waiting to go to a Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs game uh, because Taylor Swift may be there. And they're right. pursuing um, things that don't matter uh, because they don't understand how critically urgent these issues are. But once America knows how critically urgent these issues are, I believe you'll see more people get involved. So I believe President Trump needs to continue calling out these World Economic Forum globalists by name. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's really up to him uh, to to get out there and to to bring this issue. To me. I, I think it is a true game changer with the undecided voters out there because they, they want their liberty. They do not want to lose their parental rights. This story that's out there uh, today about how Maine has introduced a bill to take children away from their parents if the parents do not let the children engage in transgender therapies or transgender surgeries. That kind of thing... Along with what you're talking about, medical freedom, I, I just believe, Clay, that this is a powerful issue that moves people our way. Again, in the last minute, how can our people get tickets to come and join your event in Michigan? Uh, well, if you go to time2freeamerica.com, again, time2freeamerica.com, you can name your price. And I, I, I don't say that enough, but you can name your price. So I just want to be very clear. I'm not mad at anybody. This is a true story. Yesterday, we had a, a guy call me. I'm not mad at him. I'm just, it's not a passive aggressive statement. This is just being real. And he bought tickets for $2 a piece. Now, I'm not sure what is going on in his life. He told our ticket sales team he lost his job because he would not take the shots. So we took him at his word. And guess what we did? We charged him $2 per ticket. Now, I, I, I'm the one who covers all the costs here, okay? I know. So I don't want I anybody out there to get the idea that paying $2 a ticket um, is a good idea for you or for me. But that was an extreme example. I would say the average person, you know, is probably paying $70, $50 but for a two-day event. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. All right, we're back, friends. Great to have you with us. Sorry about the mix-up with technologies there, and sorry about that um, um, Rich and... Freddie, I uh, couldn't get you on. Please call back in, 503-589-1220 is the Tower Buick CMC talk line. And speaking of that, let's go to Freddie. Freddie, good morning. Thanks for hanging on. Good morning, Jeff. You got a good team. You had a backup and uh, kept I things did. going. She's good great. <laughs> hey, I want to I wanna mention to something. The reason that we have the problems that we do today is we've been electing the wrong people. You need to focus in on people that make things happen, like engineers and farmers and business people that actually do something that create an economic well-being for everybody. So when you look at a candidate, you need to ask yourself, is this a workhorse or is this a show horse? Julie Hoy is a workhorse. Yes, she is. People that have been in office more than six years, get them out of there. The Constitution says in Congress, an election every two years, they need to be they need to move out because the problem that we have is 
full-time political people with no background to understand what happens out here in the real world. Yeah, you know, I, I got to tell you, you're talking term limits, and I've long been in favor of term limits. And the arguments against them is that, well, you won't have experienced politicians who know how the system works and know how the bureaucracy works and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm telling you right now, the experienced politicians are still being lied to by the bureaucracy. They're still being led around the nose and deceived by the bureaucracy, which is even worse than ever now because they're full of these radical leftists. So I, I firmly agree with you. We need term limits at the federal level. We need it back in the state of Oregon. We need people with the right motivations serving us and choosing to serve us only for a period of time. Because it is hard. And it's hard on your family. And it's hard on your pocketbook. And that's how it ought to be. Because it ought to be something that is a sacrifice to your fellow Americans. That's what it was meant to be. That was the vision of our founding fathers. And that's what we need to get back to. Freddie, excellent point. Thank you. Folks, just before we go to our, our next caller, caller, hang on, I want to get to you. Got to remind you, folks, you just heard about the new Freedom Heating and Air opportunity for you to make your life better in your home. They're running this special about these no new home air systems that cleans your air and purifies it. Check it out. Go to freedomheatingandair.net. Or if your system isn't working on you, you know it right now in all the cold Call Freedom Heating and Air, Freedom Heating and Air, and check it out, 580-1456-503-580-1456. Let's go to our next caller. Caller, good morning. It's on your mind. Do we have our, our next caller? Okay. Hello? Hi there. Who, hey, who am I talking to? Uh, my name's Rich. Hey, I'm Rich. I'm echo back into my phone <laughs> okay uh i had a couple of questions um one is have you heard about the missouri um god this is hard to go uh legislation they're putting through for um uh google uh and Say that again, because you 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 uh, warbled a little bit there. What legislation yeah. is it? What does it do? Oh, it's 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 legislation for Missouri to have a reserve and their own gold-backed currency. I I have heard that that is rumbling. It's and it's not just Missouri. There are other states that are are considering it. I, I think that, that that's going to be difficult to do uh, under the Constitution. Uh, how, how are they, what argument are they making to get around the constitutional provision that only the federal government has the power to, in, in essence, provide financing, coinage, and so forth? What's their argument? Do you know? Um, I believe the states have that power to do that also. Uh, I was going to come to the meeting Tuesday night and bring the paperwork. They have everything laid out. Um, all you have to do is change the the name from Missouri to Oregon, and then uh, and 
uh, a legislature can uh, submit that paperwork? Well, I, I tell you what, Rich, uh, we are we're changing our locations for the political coffee clatch. We may have to change it from Tuesday night to Monday night, depending on where we end up. I would have had that decided, Rich, by now, except for this ice storm. I haven't been able to get up to Salem to look at several restaurants. We, we do want to try to be a family-friendly restaurant where kids can come, where parents can bring their kids. So, so hang on. I'm perfectly willing to have, uh, have you give that information to me and have us talk about it or present it to the group, the political coffee clatch to, to hand it out. And, and you know, th- these are what this, these are opportunities. This is what the political coffee clatch is for rich is yeah, for I've, this people in the audience. To, like uh, you. A few of them. Yeah, absolutely. We and so I, I want to encourage that. I think that's that's very fair because a lot of people won't give you the time of day for these types of things. And the Oregon Journal Assembly, there's several of our listeners are very involved in that, and we want to foster that discussion. I want that on this radio show because this is how ideas get get expressed, Rich, to other people that other people ultimately can grasp onto, and this is how we change our world. That's the whole theme of this show. Rich, thank you. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, I, we're going to get it figured out when the next Political Coffee Clatch meeting is and where it's going to be. Uh, we're no longer going to be at the Honky Tonk. Love those people. They've been great to us, but they wanted to do something different with line dancing instead of Political Coffee Clatch. That's fine. I get that. They're a business. I understand that. Rich, thank you for calling. Folks, again, my apologies to you for having to do this show, uh, show today over my cell phone just because my power's out, my generator system didn't work. Uh, we'll hopefully have it back uh, tomorrow. I know my electrician's coming out. I've already had contact with him early this morning. Uh, we, we'll get it fixed, and I'll be back online tomorrow. I deeply appreciate each and every one of you listening. Folks, I do want to encourage you to go to timetofreeamerica.com. If this is truly the last Reawaken America Tour event, you should consider going to it. I know it's in Michigan, but, you know, folks, right now Trump is leading Biden in Michigan by huge numbers. I mean, it, it's, it's a, a big, big deal. Michigan went far to the left if you believe that their election systems are accurate. There's a story that broke yesterday in the Gateway Pundit. You can see it if you go there. I haven't talked about it, but it's how they've been finding massive voter f- fraud within the registration systems in Michigan. It's critical that we support this republic and its future. Sorry I couldn't get to some of your emails today, folks. Again, thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully everything will be back to normal. See you then.